Number 165, I Forget. Last week, my wife Deborah told me that she was going out to shop and eat with her sisters on Wednesday. About an hour later, I asked what time she was going out tomorrow, and Deborah told me, I said it was Wednesday, and tomorrow was Tuesday. You just don't listen. Later on that same day, I was at Ball Hospital to help celebrate at a friend's retirement party, and the head nurse came up and talked to me, and I couldn't for the life of me remember her name. I have known her for 35 years. At this point, I became alarmed because I thought that my bad dream must be coming true. You may recall that I have had a recurring dream about going to preach at another church where I had never been before. I was relieved to find my way to the church, but then realized that I could not remember one thing about my sermon. And, of course, I have no notes. I found myself lying outside the church in the grass, looking up at the sky, when the acolyte came out to tell me I had to go in and preach because they were singing the sermon hymn. I looked up at him and said, I got nothing. Then I woke up. If that nightmare comes true some Sunday and I stand up in front of you and say, I got nothing, then you will know that I am truly losing it and it is time to put me out to pasture. This memory loss might be funny if it were not happening to so many people that I know. It is not funny to them and it is certainly not funny to their family members who have to take care of them. It is not funny for me to think about for myself either. There seems to be a huge upswing in the incidence of some form of dementia in our culture. Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia, comprising almost 70% of dementia cases. When I worked on the geriatric unit of psychiatry at the hospital, I noticed that there seems to be two different paths that this disease can take. The first type is where a person is simply quiet, confused, disoriented, and forgetful. The second type is where people get irritated forgetful, irrational, and even combative. In either case, it is not only tragic for the person who has this disease, but it is extremely distressing to the family members and the friends of the person who don't know what to do with their loved one and oftentimes bear the brunt of accusatory and abusive language. At the very least, family members feel guilty for putting their loved one in a care facility because they just cannot handle them on their own as time goes on, and as the disease gets worse. This dementia causes a non-reversible decline in memory function. The long-term memory still may be largely intact, but the short-term memory is usually almost totally lost. For example, a person may be able to recall very accurately what they did and said 50 years ago, but cannot tell you what they had for breakfast that morning, or if they even had breakfast. One interesting thing that I have noticed is that when I am giving private communion to shut-ins and nursing home patients with dementia, they may not be able to carry on a conversation that makes any sense, but when I say the words of institution, blessing the bread and the wine, they are vocalizing the words along with me. There is something deeply ingrained in the brain and spirit by this means of grace. Fortunately, just because we experience some memory loss from time to time, this does not mean that we have the onset of dementia. As we age, hormones and proteins in the brain that do upkeep on the brain just don't work as well, and we will experience memory glitches here and there. For example, if you forget to zip your fly, that is a typical thing that can happen. If, however, you become confused about how to get dressed, that would be a warning sign. If you make a mistake on your checkbook, that is not a reason to be too concerned. But if numbers 
start to seem like a foreign language to you, that is not good. If you forget a meeting and then remember it later, that is different than if you are missing meetings right and left. If you wonder for a minute what you are missing and then go, ah, it's my keys, that is not as serious as putting the telephone in the freezer. The other thing that is so devastating about various forms of dementia is that there is a loss of the person before that person is gone. This is what psychologists call ambiguous loss. The person is still there, but they are kind of gone. Grandma is around, but no longer the grandma that we knew. Dad, but not still dad. Oftentimes when a person who has this dementia dies, the family members don't know how to feel. Sometimes they feel guilty for not feeling deeper grief at the death. They really should not beat themselves up for this, however, because they have already grieved the loss a long time ago when the person they knew was no longer there. This is a very difficult disease, and families going through this need our support and our love. Someday, when I stand before you and say, I got nothing, I hope you will still love me too.